All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. So we have Victor Moody with us here today, and this is going to be a fire episode. He was born in West Philadelphia. <laughs> he experienced a wide cultural range of schools throughout his primary and secondary education. After that, he graduates in 2018 with a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. But what's funny is he does this and realizes he didn't even want to work in the field that he earned his degree in. So then he starts finding his own path, begins the journey of self-education, educating himself on passive income, finances, leadership, dating, networking, everything. And regardless of winning, losing, success, failure, all of it, he takes it all as a lesson. And then that drives him to launch this new media, digital media company, RaceBridge, which drives diversity initiatives, highlights cultures, and pushes for equality, particularly for people of color and women in America through the uses of various media content. In his own words, RaceBridge is a place for all people who believe in equality, and the only people we do not support are the ones who fail to acknowledge the value in someone different than themselves. Man, that sums <laughs> it up perfectly. That is fire. This is going to be fire. I cannot wait to get started. Victor, take it away. Tell us your story, man. Yes, sir. So, I mean, growing up, I, I went to, a, like I said, a wide range of schools. I went to African schools where we learned African culture. I went to Catholic schools. You know, we had all different types of cultures, all different types of people. And that's where you saw every kind of demographic you could possibly think of. And that kind of led me into college, where in college, it was predominantly white. Um, so that was kind of a, a, a shift that I, that was kind of a bit, kind of shocked me back into like, okay, this is kind of America here. But um, Race Bridge was basically born out of the current climate we're in, in regards to uh, racial inequality, uh, police brutality, and stuff like that. And we need to understand that even if we have differences, that we can still connect on something else, possibly. When you have people of color, when you have women, when you have the immigrant community, community, when you have the LGBTQ community, you know, some of us have different, our, some of our histories are a little bit harsher. I guess you could say, of course, Black people were enslaved. At the end of the day, we're all fighting to be human beings. We're all fighting to have equal rights and fundamental fairness. So that's why I included people of color as well as women. Yeah, just that we're going to be fighting for everybody just in regards to just equality and those types of things. I like that. So what's the program look like for you moving forward? I know obviously we're in like the very early stages, but what's it looking right. like? Right, for sure. A lot of things make change as we move forward and we progress. It's going to be just video series. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have like different kind of content. Of course, we'll have articles. We'll have uh, podcasts just like you. <laughs> um, but we're, we're going to be highlighting those cultural diversity, that, that, that those differences. You know, one key thing I want to tap into is, is the art of tapping into the power brokers. So when I'm talking about race, race, I want to talk to white people. When I'm talking about women equality or, or, or um, opportunity for women, I want to talk to men. And the things that they have to experience, I want to talk to men about those issues. I want to talk to the people who have the majority or power in that situation, because those are the people who are going to really push forward the agenda and get things done. So those allies and those advocates are the most powerful people in this whole in the whole system. Gotcha. So you're kind of forcing people to have the conversation, so to speak, the people who didn't want to have it. Now they have to have it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I have people who reach out to me, white people, white people specifically who have reached out to me over this, this past couple of weeks and just asked me, yo, like what's going on? Like how, tell me your story so I can help, so I can understand what's going on. And, and those are the most beautiful conversations that I have ever had in my life because this is something that I've always dreamed of in regards to just helping bridge that gap. And that's our, our company yeah. slogan, I guess you could say, uh, bridge the gap because there's so many different levels in wealth, uh, the criminal justice system. There's so many different gaps we can bridge um, to make America a more wholesome place. I guess that's what 
there's so many different layers to this, man. And that's like, there's, there's just so many layers uh, in regards to even the protests. Like there's, there's people who are using the protest as a way to loop. There's people who are using it as a way to promote change. And there, like I said, there's good and bad in every culture, every, any, any kind of race, but people just fail to realize that in every kind of movement, there's going to be casualties in war in regards to, you know, property being destroyed. People don't like that, but it's the symptom of a deeper issue. These are the types of things that I want to highlight as well. Completely understand your point of view there. So I want to talk a little bit about that since we're kind of unraveling that. Um, okay. You have a degree in criminal justice, right? So obviously right. a lot yeah. of talk right now is <laughs> defund the police and things of that nature. So where do you kind of stand on that? What are your kind of feelings towards that? Someone who was educated in that? Yeah, I don't... <sighs> I don't, I don't believe in really defunding the police. Uh, I, I, I agree that it could be defunded in some capacity in regards to putting that money into health, healthcare, mental health, um, because I have worked in mental health before. Um, so I've worked with children inside of their schools and I realized that the connection that me and that child has, has built possibly has altered their life to a point where they won't go down a path of continuing bad behaviors. So if I can get in with that child early on, I can shape him in, in, in regards to helping him with his behavior not helping him avoid that criminal justice system later on down the line. To me, I mean, I grew up in middle class. I know people in lower income neighborhoods, especially black people have it much harder than what I've had it as. And I haven't had any kind of personal instances where I ran into the cops where I've had a, a, a terrible experience. Um, so basically what I'm saying is at the end of the day, if something happened, I'm calling the police. Defunding the police would be, as a whole, would be is, is necessary. I, I, <laughs> chaotic, especially at first. I just believe just human nature would just be take advantage of that opportunity. But I do think defunding them in some capacity and putting that money into um, nonprofits and communities would help with like mental health and help avoid the criminal justice system as a whole. Yeah. Right. And I think it gets back to kind of that earlier point, that all or nothing, right? Like detracting mm -hmm. from one does not mean taking from everything, mm -hmm. right? So like we can mm -hmm. defund and say, hey, maybe a social worker responds to a domestic violence call. Police can support, but maybe the primary mm -hmm. is the social worker to try to de-escalate the situation, right? Like I think, I think we've jumped yeah. to this extreme that well, they're all bad and we have to get rid of it, right? Yeah, and even speaking, uh, just going off that real quick, in regards to the, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, the, 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 the best analogy that I've heard was one of my friends, I was on the phone with one of my friends, he said, uh, when, when we have a country like Haiti or we have a, uh, another third world country that's going through something and we decide to send them relief or we decide to send them help, it's not about making that country, it's not saying that the USA, the United States of America is, is less than or, or they're not equal as well, or they don't need the funding as well in certain areas, but we're saying that this country needs to function a little bit better, so we need to put more resources into that community. We need to help them out to make sure that we're functioning as a whole world together, right? And that was the best analogy I heard because that's the same exact thing we're talking about when we say Black Lives Matter. It's not about, you know, all lives matter or white, white lives matter. It's not, it's not about going against that. That's a selfish kind of way of perceiving it. Um, it's just about making sure we operate as a whole economy, as a whole people, and uh, by helping other people who are disadvantaged. You invest in the things you want to be successful with, right? Like, mm -hmm. if we want the communities yeah. to be successful, we have to invest in them. And that's all mm -hmm. communities. But particularly mm -hmm. in this case, we're seeing a issue, and we need to respond quickly to that issue. And, sure. and that's essentially what RaceBridge is trying to do. You're trying to fuel the conversation and provide the outlet for kind of that reform and change to occur, right? So we're going to primarily highlight economics, particularly because I'm big on business, obviously. Um, so I just want to be able to put, because I, I think a lot of people, and especially in my culture, we have a, a different, we, we always promote education, education, education. I think it's important, but 
like I said, self-education is more powerful because that teaches you how to really uh, build something for yourself and have ownership. If you don't have ownership, and at the end of the day, I mean, you're still working for primarily white companies, let's be honest here. So if we can promote ownership, if we can pr promote leadership among women, among people of color, that's, that's the true power in economics. It's, it's the most powerful force in America. So we need to understand that. And it's not really passed down in our culture and our traditions. So it's important that we highlight that. What are some of the mm -hmm. first steps that we as people can take to be involved with this program? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to build out a subscription for you guys in regards to just having certain content is going to be unlimited. Well, you, the subscription is going to be unlimited content. So probably going to promote like previews or sneak peeks to certain pieces of content throughout the social media and the public pages, but on the subscription side, which will be very cheap. Um, because I think this is an important mission, so I don't want it to be, you know, a crazy cost for people. I want people to be able to enjoy it. Um, but there will be a subscription where you can have unlimited access to all the videos. And um, specifically, we're going to have an initiative. I'm, I'm working on producing an initiative where we focus directly on economics in regards to resources. If you want to get a job, we can help you with job training. Uh, but also, I want to have partnerships with companies because I want to get people of color and women into leadership positions. It's not about just having them come on. Um, so I want to have that initiative focused on getting companies to promote jobs and seek out minorities and people of color and stuff like that. I like to end every episode with one simple question. What's one real piece of advice you would give to everyone listening? Even if you disagree with somebody, there's something you probably do agree with. So don't, so don't, don't always, you know, just shut people down just because you disagree on one topic. So much truth right there. So tell people how they can connect with you, how they can connect with Race Bridge, and let them know all the places. Of course. So you can connect with me personally at Victor N, uh, as in Nigel Moody, at, on Instagram and on Facebook. And you can contact Race Bridge on social media as well, just at Race Bridge, R-A-C-E-B-R-I-D-G-E. <laughs> and we will also link all of that up in the comments as well. So awesome. Appreciate Thank you so much, Victor. I appreciate it. Thanks for keeping it real. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you.